Welcome back, listeners. On this episode, I spoke to Jennifer Morden about her work on Fresh. During our discussion, we chatted about pitching the project, working with director Mimi Cave, going bold, debuting at Sundance, and much more. I mean, it's a crazy film, and I feel like especially if going into it, you just don't know what it's all about. It's a total ride, and um, I mean, it it came together together perfectly. Mm-hmm. Mimi just, I feel like, directed everybody's ideas towards the same goal and elevated Lauren's script massively. Um, yeah, it took there. You know, there's a bunch of. I feel like identifiable places in the prep where, you know, this scene could go one way and instead it went the perfect way. Um, And I just feel like there's so many of those points in the collaboration that just came together perfectly. And I feel like, yeah, I feel really excited by it and it's getting a ton of attention, which is really great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, where were you when you found out that it would be debuting at Sundance first? Um, I was, I know exactly where I was. Um, I was working on a job in Taiwan. I was doing a feature there for the last four months. Um, and I just kept getting news about it. Um, so Sundance was the first big piece of news. And I thought maybe my job in Taiwan would be done in time to come back for Sundance. And then we realized Sundance wasn't happening. And then shortly thereafter, I was on set at like four in the morning and we found out that Searchlight was going to distribute it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I feel like every week there was just more news about it. It was great. Yeah, and the best possible news too. So, and now it's out on Hulu for everyone to watch, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, aside from the people that don't have it in Canada, but. <laughs> It was like a minor issue in that a lot of people in Canada don't have Disney Plus or Hulu. Oh, God. Well, um, well, something will have to change about that. But um, <laughs> for the people in America, <laughs> I, yeah. No, the yeah. reaction, I mean, what is your um, just general reaction to the reaction? I mean, you are in social media. So, I mean, what have you, what have you seen so far? Yeah, I mean... I think I think that I mean I saw the movie before it was released obviously and so you know there's little things that you notice or that you know I knew so deeply about the process or so deeply about a set that I had the initial nerves of, you know, what's going to be the response to this um and then I've only noticed really positive reactions. I feel like people have been reaching out constantly, especially since I shared the behind the scenes on how we built the sets and the process involved with them. Mm. Um, Especially since I shared that, there's just been so much interest in that layer of the film. Um, And I feel like it was such an integral part of this storyline and Steve's story, Mm. Um, especially as a contrast to Naomi's story. I feel like the design played such an important role and you rarely as a designer get to do a film like that. So just 
the embracement, I, embracement, embracing, <laughs> the embracing I've received by people watching the film is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I uh, have to say though, the highlight has been the fan art, um, which Lauren, the writer, has been amazing at sharing with all of us. But the fan art has been amazing. Really, I have. I- I honestly haven't seen any of it. So now I have homework to do after this. Check out Lauren's Instagram. She's really good at sharing it. Um, But like yesterday she posted, you know, 20 different cartoons and illustrations and um, drawings that people had done about Noah and Steve. It's been really fun. Huh. Yeah, that's so cool. That's amazing. But so how were you first approached for the project? I was approached in a pretty traditional way. I usually um, receive scripts from my agents and um, then I read the script and I pitch my ideas to the director. And if they like them, then we continue down the road of figuring out if we can work together. Um, So it was a pretty boring, like traditional (laughs) process. Um, but I feel like it's just such a bold script that I decided to come in with some bold ideas and luckily, um, you know, it's pretty exceptional working with a first time director who is already so deeply invested in the vision of the Mm -hmm. film. And so there was just so much to talk about. And so when Mimi and I got on the interview together, I feel like we just sat there for an hour and a half and hammered out some ideas and um, we just vibed really well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, from there, it's just fingers crossed if you get it and if your schedules line up and um, yeah, she didn't leave me hanging for too long. I feel like I interviewed with her and then two hours later, she added me to Instagram and I was like, okay, she wouldn't have added me to Instagram if I didn't get the job, right? (laughs) So Uh, yeah, it's not an exciting love story, but. (laughs) No, I mean, but that's, I mean, it's great that you two just, I mean, I have to agree. I mean, the direction is so bold and she knows exactly what she wants in this particular film that it's so evident. So I can only imagine that going in with a like your particular side of things and how she wanted to sort of incorporate your the two worlds together i i, I can only imagine the sort of collaboration that uh, spawned from that so that that's really great to hear um, yeah she just had no fear you know she came in with such an ambitious mindset and i usually you know i'm the same and it it often is the process of you know, begging the producers for the money that you need to do the thing that you want to do. And we had to do a lot of begging. And (laughs) there was a lot of trust there because we both just, you know, we and Pavel, like the three of us just went full out on everything and just like fought for exactly what we wanted. Mm -hmm. And was there like a particular scene? I mean, obviously you're saying that the script is so, I mean, it's so powerful, but I mean, like, what was the thing that sort of drew you in the most that was able to guide you in in sort of that beginning process? Um, I think it's just Steve as a character. Um, we see so many of, you know, there's so many villain characters out there and there's so many films about 
capture, capturing kids or women or, um, and well, less about capturing men, but there's, there's so many stories about there being this villain and there being this sort of like lockup staging area. And for me, the challenge was creating the identity of Steve and that opportunity because it was such a bizarre concept and such a bizarre storyline that, you know, it's not like he captures them for the purposes that we normally see in films. Yeah. There was a whole nother layer of things that happened to the people he captured and then a whole community of people involved that he associated with, with the body parts of these women that yeah. um, it just, the script lent itself to, okay, we can really create the story around Steve we can build his world out. It doesn't need to, it needs to be very different than anything we've seen before. And so let's just, basically we created lookbooks of like, what has everybody else done? And then let's start to create what we can do that's gonna be different than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that, that is, I mean, I'm now my head is sort of like spinning in all sort of the little different <laughs> rooms and, different sort of places that you guys were all able to um, capture throughout. And I mean, going beyond Steve's character, I mean, how did you sort of pick apart um, the other ones to sort of tell their story, even though it's not as heavily featured? Um, I mean, we're, I would say 90% in Steve's house, um, but like, how do you sort of factor in the other 10% and how do you sort of pull their life and put it into, um, uh, into the production design. Yeah. Um, so I usually try to start with creating kind of like a bio of each character. So, um, you know, Steve's was probably the most important to create mm -hmm. so that we would do that, got that out of the way and then not out of the way, but moved on. Yeah. And I feel like for Noah, it was really important for her to be at a stage in her life where she was independent, um, you know, had a career of her own, but was searching for something more, not just a relationship, but like she was searching for kind of like the next stage of her life. And so nailing down in that, you sort of nail down, okay, what's her career? what's her status like what are her interests what are her hobbies um and because basically in every scene of the movie there's something to do with the body part mm. so we had her as an artist who um sort of did branding basically and then we also had her doing figure drawings and um we had a bunch of her artwork that was more sort of, um, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on the word, uh, life, no, not life art, um, figure drawing. So she was like, you know, our backstory was that she probably went to figure drawing classes on Mondays. And that's why she had, you know, all these body parts illustrated in her house. Um, so you sort of like start to build an identity for Noah. And then for Molly, it was the same thing. Like we needed there to be body parts. So what 
you know, what job could we have her in? Okay, she works in fashion, but she's probably a little bit more on the corporate side. She works in HR because she is like, you know, really invested in, in humanity. And, uh, uh, you know, you start to build the story of like, what's the company she works for? Um, Mimi really wanted somebody to be walking by in the office holding a mannequin that the head fell off. Mm. So that dictates like, okay, well, how big is the office that the HR department and the stylists are going to be on the same floor as each other? So it's just like all of these layered conversations based on what do we need to see in the space? And then how do we build the characters out of those needs? Mm -hmm. And can you go into a little bit more of the, con like the conversations and the collaborations that you had with Mimi and sort of like what, sort of I don't know I'll, I'll let you sort of take it from there but like what what did you sort of gain as a production artist or a production designer from working with her um I mean I feel like there's kind of two questions there but I I feel like um our conversations there's many parts to being a designer. I feel like there's sort of the architectural part of it, mm. which I spent a lot of time doing. And that's just like creating drawings, drafting up ideas, then bringing them to Mimi and talking about like layout and movement within a space and um, action, action she wanted to take to that space. So like, are they gonna dance here? Is there going to be music playing? All those types of details. And then there's sort of the weirder ideas, like Mimi's really invested in music and art. And so she just constantly come to me with like, I have this really weird piece of artwork that like must be in this house. I need you to like find it and then like use that art and build on it. Um, and so I feel like she's amazing at just bringing constant inspiration. Like mm -hmm. many, many directors are pretty hands-off with design and she really believed it was an integral part of this film. And so just kind of like constantly bouncing around ideas. And I feel like her and Pavel would go off and just come up with the weirdest ideas and then come back to me and sit me down and like break the idea to me <laughs> and see what my reaction was. Um, so I think for me working with her, I mean, the biggest learning I received was just to go bold, mm. uh, just be as bold as possible because we work in movies for a reason. Like it doesn't need to follow any rules. Mm. Um, and this is a world that we're creating. It's not a biopic. So she's just really encouraging with being a bit crazy and experimental and I hope to take that with me. Yeah. Um, and what about uh, the set decorator, uh, Stephanie? What, how, how was your collaboration with her? She's great. Um, this is our second feature together. Um, and Steph is, I mean, her biggest strength on top of being an amazing decorator, I feel like she's just calm. She's just like <laughs> constantly calm. And she's really down um, with everything. She's just like down to play around, down to bring some wild ideas to the table. 
super collaborative. Um, and we just really trust each other. Like there's no judgment. Like if I have a terrible idea, we'll hash it out. If she has a terrible idea, we'll hash it out. And um, and obviously same for good, for great ideas, but she's just, she's so calm, cool and collected. Her crew is all her best friends. Um, so she just runs an amazing, amazingly tight ship of people that really trust each other. Um, and she and I really believe in each other. And so, yeah, it just, it works really well. I hope to yeah. be doing many more projects with her. Yeah. Um, and what were some of the, I mean, the, the challenges? I mean, obviously you're, you were talking about how you were just sort of like having to fight for so much um, at the beginning of the process in terms of, oh, we need a budget for this or we need a budget for that. But what other challenges did you sort of face on this particular um, project? Um, I mean, money was definitely the biggest challenge. Um, <laughs> it always is. Um, I, I mean, we went back and forth for a really long time about whether or not Steve's was going to be a build in the studio. And so for a really, really, really long time until it was almost too late to make the decision, we were trying to find a house to shoot this at. Um, so I kind of went at the beginning of the project, we were like, okay, we're building Steve's, great. So I started creating sketches and then I had an, an amazing set designer and architect who was drawing them. He and I were working together to create the drawings for it. And then they were like, no, we're not building it. And so we basically spent three weeks like trying to find a location. Um, and in the back of my head, I'm like, keep drawing the house, just keep drawing the house. <laughs> just like <laughs> sit at the desk and don't leave until the house is done because I'm gonna convince them to do it eventually. Just like, we gotta go through this motion of finding a location first. Um, and so I think just that kind of constant battle and the timelines of like, if we're going to get it done on time, we need to make the decision soon. Um, but there's, you know, the issues of there's so many people involved. There's like the producers and the studio um, and the financiers. And so I was doing a lot of presentations. Um, you know, to Hyper Object, to Legendary, to kind of get them on board with this. Um, and because it was such a weird idea to do everything that we did, it took a really long time to just kind of get everybody on board and excited about it and realizing that the right decision was to build everything in studio. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would say the only other big issue um, was the stairs creating the like you know we had a 29 foot room with freestanding with a you know spiral freestanding staircase um and just like navigating the engineering of building that out and making it safe and stable and making sure the stairs don't bounce um that was the other thing that led to some sleepless nights <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, what were some of the biggest takeaways for you on this project? 
Um, okay, I think the biggest takeaway is that scenic painting is incredible. Um, everything you saw in the house was painted by a painter. Like the ceiling in the living room that looked like wood was built of foam and hand painted to look like wood. Oh. Um, you know, all of our, all of the rock was hand carved. Um, and the big, the massive island in the kitchen is not marble. That was like painted beautifully to look like marble. Just scenic painting is the most incredible thing in the world. <laughs> um, and they're so, they're such talented people. Um, I don't know, that was a massive learning takeaway. I had a lot of trouble trusting that process. Um, and, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing like a bold collaborative team of people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, trusting that I might be the designer, but it's very likely that tons of people around me are gonna come up with better ideas than what I can come up with. Mm -hmm. um, and so just really, you know, creating a team of people that you trust and are excited to, to share ideas with. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what do you hope that audiences take away from this? Oof. Um, I hope that they don't have a lingering feeling of never wanting to trust another human being. Oh. <laughs> I really hope people still believe in the process of online dating. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming this is an unlucky scenario. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there are some incredible lessons in there. Um, yeah, there's some, there's some amazing lessons in there, um, you know, about friendship, about feminism, about security and safety. And there's, you know, the, the more intense and, and serious messages of the movie. Mm -hmm. And then the other part that we got to build a crazy fun world and it's a really playful film. Mm -hmm. And I hope that um, people, you know, take away the liveliness of the project and yeah. feel energized by it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would move into that house. I mean, granted, not the basement yeah. part or have any part mm -hmm. of that, but no, that it's a, that is my house to a T if I have it. So, um, so you built, you built my Barbie dream house, I guess you could say. I mean, part of it was like, hmm, this way I'll just have the floor plans if I ever have enough money to build my own house. See, there you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> But you were mentioning that you had a project in Taiwan um, that you just finished up on. Um, mm -hmm. What is that? Um, what can you say about that? Yeah, it's um, it's with Ace uh, Ace Entertainment, who is the company that did to all the boys in oh. that series of films, um, and it is called Love Boat Taipei. Um, it's a really cute rom com. It's uh, it's really fun. It's about um, ABC kids who go back to their home country to learn about their culture. Mm. Um, and it, it's based off of a program that um, the Taiwanese government 
funded to bring kids over to learn about their heritage. Um, and so we took that program and then the writer had built um, kind of like a playful biography of what it was like to be on that study abroad program. Um, she had done it oh. a while back. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's a fun rom-com. It's great, the casting's amazing. I think the design looks great. Um, I just got a call from the producers the other day saying that they love it. So yeah, we'll see where it goes. Thank you all for listening. This episode was edited and produced by me, Jackson Vickery. Graphics were done by Dylan Michael. And the opening and closing theme were done by Sterling Gavinsky.